There is such a thing as good cheap beer, but it can be hard to find, which is why we're good swill hunting. Join our team of experts on a swill journey. Brian Richards, our industry insider, Matt Friend, our beer outsider, who after three seasons of good swill hunting, still prefers bush ice. And new this season, Rick Speed, a true beer connoisseur. And I'm your host, Blaine Tollison. Together, we're trying the cheap stuff so you don't have to. This is Good Swill Hunting. And we are continuing that mission. I hope you had a wonderful Easter holiday as uh, we prepare to try more of the cheap stuff so you don't have to here on Good Swill Hunting. Thank you so much for joining us. And I don't know how we did not mention this uh, when we came back for season four. Brian brought it to my attention. Uh, we're weekly again. My poor liver. <laughs> our, our podcast is going. We, well, we, we've always been weak. But we, we were bi-weekly for season three. Oh, but yeah. now we've. Now we're, we're back now, to weekly. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I, I, can, I can show you a calendar if you need to No, no, no. I, I'm totally familiar with the bi We've gone from Concept. bi-curious. I'm to, trying to figure out what uh, Rick's doing to his bottle over here. I'm trying to warm it up. It looks like he's jacking it off. I know. We're I, about I, to I, drink an ice-cold stout. Okay. <laughs> and so he's just, like, just stroking it. Is that how you get the beer out of the bottle? I thought you opened the top. Maybe you're just trying to get it to squirt everywhere that way? <laughs> trying to get you, it up to 55 degrees. You, you so, get a better head that way. <laughs> we're, we're trying. Oh, I get it. You said head. There's no hair on this bottle to grab, though. <laughs> As I try to get a word in here, uh, we're not trying to be disgusting, but uh, what Rick was doing with comes naturally. What Rick was doing with the bottle, it was drawing attention here in our studio. But uh, we understand now. He, he is a he, he's a beer connoisseur. He's trying to get it up to temperature. Well, here, allow get me to your give mind our, out of the gutter. We'll give our viewers a blow by blow. He's <laughs> squeezing it gently. <laughs> With both hands. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, we're we're not even like uh, three minutes into this episode. Okay, I, I'm I'm sorry, dear listener. Yeah, come on, I got and, mail to deliver. We're film. We're like recording this during my lunch break. Like yeah. I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back. We hope you had a great Easter holiday. We hope you had a lot of fun with your friends and family. We are back, and uh, you know we're well into spring, and you know the kids are going on spring break. Uh, like I said, we just had Easter, and this is pretty much anywhere you live at this time of year. It's gorgeous outside. Maybe you're not a fan of all that pollen. I know I'm not. Uh, we've got uh, you know sniffles and all sorts of stuff going on. But hey, it's a nice time of year and a great time of year to try some new swill and try something new. And that's what we're doing today. Uh, you imply there's a bad time of year to try new swill? <laughs> there is never ever i didn't know there was blackout dates uh, well let's get to the uh, subject of this podcast which is uh at spring and i'm looking at a stout which i'm i'm not the beer connoisseur and i'm not the outsider uh and i'm not the insider but stout to me makes me think of like a cold weather beer but but t tell me wh why are we trying this uh brian we got barrel aged stout from what Lidl. Yeah, so I, I bought it a while ago is the truth behind oh, it. I, I mean, I bought it. In You're trying to dump it on us. Well, I bought it in November, and we didn't have room for it at the December recording. Um, it didn't fit with the two uh, last episodes we did from season three. And I had an interview lined up, um, so we couldn't do it with the last recording session either. 
Uh, th- that, that's the reason why we're trying it now. Okay. Um, but it's, you know, it's a barrel-aged stout from one of our favorite cheap breweries, State of Brewing, uh, picked up at Aldi, um, you know, brewed by Octopi. We've been a big fan of just about everything that we've tried on this show from them. They have had a good track record on Good Soil Hunting. Um, they they make a lot of cheap beer. They're a co-packer, right? And yep. um, they have had a good run with us and having good cheap beer. Uh, this one is eleven uh, percent ABV, which is is some strong stuff. It's eleven ninety nine for a four pack of twelve ounce bottles. That brings us to twenty five cents an ounce, and uh, th- that's kind of pricey. But for a stout, it's cheap though. And Rick, yeah. that bring us our perspective on that. These this brings us into you know certain types of beer are expensive, um, and cheap stout is more expensive. Than this, right? Uh, the, the the closest comparison, like me and Brian were talking about before, is Dragon's Milk, and I think it's going to be probably triple per ounce what this is. I think it's like sixty or seventy. It's, it's thirty five cents an ounce, yeah. yeah. I, I looked that up, and what I could get it at Total Wine, uh, so it's ten cents more an ounce, but that's the cheapest. That's the most mass marketed, yeah, uh, barrel aged stout out there. So th- this is still budget if you were looking for a finer budget beer. Okay. Um, and this one on Untapped it is a 3.8, and one user said, whoa, this punch is way above its weight. Another one said, not bad. The price is right for a decent BA stout. Sweet. Another one said, sweet bourbon and delicious. Great deal, too. I'm kind of excited to open this one now. Let's go ahead and crack them open and uh, roll some first sip impressions. How about that? It's time for first sip impressions. Have a business and want to make a good impression? Advertise with us. Like a lot of beer we try, it won't cost you much. Just shoot us an email at goodswillpodcast at gmail.com. We meant to uh, have the bottle pop on on, on the air here. Let's see what happens. There we go. Yeah, that was all right. All the bottles are open, and uh, let's go ahead and. uh, Oh, I can't wait to try this, guys. Give it a try. It smells good. And uh, while everybody tries it out, I'll describe the bottle. It's a really nice looking bottle, classic looking. Oh yeah! Um, oh my god, it tastes like bourbon. Cabin. Wow! It, it tastes like bourbon. Cabin. Got some wood grain going on there, which uh, holy shit! Rick Speed mm. was taking some pictures of this thing uh, with some wood. Mm. Mm. <laughs> the, the wood was behind it. He didn't have. I mean, he may have had wood. I didn't see it. Wow! Whoa! You know, Whoa. I've never had anything from this. That was my first brewery either. Wow! Uh, it's my they, first one. They kill it. You're gonna be try more because we love bringing this uh, stuff on man, here. That stuff is um, that 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 perked you up right there. That is some strong, strong stuff. That's uh, what it's supposed to taste like. I mean, they nailed it. Yeah, ba stout all all day, man. Yeah. What's your first impression, Rick? I mean, this is for what it is, and what is it? Uh, Ten cents cheaper than Dragon's Milk. Yeah. I mean, I'd put it right up there with. Dragon's Milk, Bourbon County. Yeah. Bourbon County comes in usually around 15, 14 or 15. This is what, 11, 11% even? Yeah. Um, but I mean, <laughs> the barrel flavors there. I'm getting bourbon. It's very warming. It's in a bottle. Uh, I mean, this is, this is literally sitting out by the fire making s'mores. <laughs> drinking this man I'm, I'm just like i'm there right now all right wait till we get the last call before you get too excited uh matt how are you feeling about this well you know i think the last stout that i actually remember is the uh the obsidian stout and i did not like that one bit um but i like this it's it's got a little sweeter flavor to it no what about the mexican cake i brought at christmas time oh the mexican cake i'm 
He said remembered. He, he didn't yeah, remember that's, that. Uh, that's yeah. true. That, that was a that long was day. That was a long night. Brian? Um, yeah. Uh, State of Brewing continues to impress. Um, that's this, all. Uh, this stuff, I, I, I feel like I have to process it, which I didn't expect that. Uh, it's just there's this boom. Huge, huge flavor well, in the mouth. Um, we're used to doing lagers on here, and I mean, really, how many? We've doing a lot of lagers lately, and so this is a processed beer. This is a fine beer. This is. I'm not to sip this one like slow. I just want a glass to do a heavy hard. pour on it to see the head on it. I mean, I'm just like really. Yeah. This is impressive. And, and folks, for, le- for legal, we've come full circle to head. <laughs> uh, well, you you guys like the band, uh, you know, Tears for Fears. Yeah, you, you a fan. You know? They're no Nickelback, but yeah. Well, we we've got some. Good says the guy who just got a new Nickelback vinyl pressed do, in red, which he texted all of us like so special proud. So edition. Proud. It is the orange, uh, transparent. Yeah. So yeah, Brian likes Nickelback, which you know some people don't understand all the hate, but uh, I don't. If uh, if you're one of those people who you know want to hate on it, you know you'll accept feedback, good or bad, right, Brian? Yeah, we we have actually had several listeners send in jokes about Nickelback and uh, piss off. <laughs> the van, the van on the cover of that album is sweet, man. It it's like a cool. six by six van. It's got two wheels in the back, one in the front. Keep rolling. Yeah, I'm telling you, you might be making a fan out of me. We've talked to some very rational beer people, and you know, it's a lot of hate. For, for, you know, maybe not. Anyway, back to the point. We have good swill advertising this episode. <laughs> uh, some tears for fears. Actually, maybe cheers for beers. I don't know. Uh, and, and it's uh, featuring our, our style here. I'm so getting excited. You guys ready for this? Yeah, man. All right, here it comes. Stout, stout. You, but I'm a big 80s music fan. <laughs> Matt would be just happy if we just played that song uh, you from know, beginning I, to end. I, I loved Tears for Fears in the 80s. <laughs> it turned out ACD sick 
ACDC tickets for Wham. So oh, really? Yeah, oh. biggest embarrassment of my life. I think that I think that may be one of our best ads ever. Other than the one where Matt was really drunk and we had him recording and singing the Key Lime oh, one. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. but I really think Blaine. I think you knocked it out of the park with that ad. I love it. It really praised the beer. It it set everything that we do on the show. Great job. That literally Thank you. my one. Thank I think you. my favorite. I favorites. appreciate that. And, and and it's this is a swill you can't do without just in case you yeah. couldn't hear it well enough and, and it's not I, very often i'll give a seminal compliment oh thank you uh tears for fears they're, they're hard to sing <laughs> I bet. it's this per- perfect combination of talking and singing uh, but it was fun to do and uh yeah i think it's a good tribute and i'm glad the the beer is good to match uh, well thank god the, uh, yeah because mm-hmm. this is the beer is living up to its advertisement it is and this stuff I mean, I'd be on the floor if I had a couple of these. I feel like I'm there's I feel like I got liquor in this. It is heavy. You're going to get that that bourbon or whiskey flavor in there. Liquor. Yeah. Barely know her. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. I do love doing oh, these podcasts. Oh man. Uh, and and Matt's outtakes are the best. Yeah. Um, what, do I have my own outtake reel now? You should. Uh, we 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 aired your outtakes oh. many, many a time. Uh, so what do we want to talk about? Uh, we've done so much. Uh, per, they distribute or you know produce beer for mainly Lidl's, like well, their big one. Um, Aldi and is it Aldi? Yeah, and and Aldi or well, just Aldi? Just Aldi. Yeah, remember um, it's um, the Virginia Brewing Company, I believe, was does okay. the Lidl beer. So this gotcha. is Aldi or Lidl? Aldi. Oh, okay. Aldi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and this stuff, I mean, they just. We've done so many. We did Hoppin' Hoppin' Nomad was one of theirs. Yeah. Um. They had the the Goza, right? Yeah. Passion um, fruit. Don't passion call fruit. it Goza. Yeah, it yeah. Another eighties one. The key lime. Uh, did they do the, the key, key lime one? I think they did. The, yeah. But all their beers are so yeah like good and extremely low priced. It's really impressive. What else is there to say about State of well, Brewing and this particular beer? And and really. They're brewed by Octopi. They're out of Wanakee, Wisconsin. Um, you know, go listen to some of our older episodes on it. There's a great interview I did with the uh, owner of them. Um, but that's why for this one, I didn't really have anything. That's why I found somebody else to interview. Okay. Um, and I, I, um, I, I had to really dive into my beer network to get somebody because I wanted someone who could come in and speak to us about barrel-aged stouts and what we should be trying. So I found a really cool guy. Um, Doug Piper, um, he's out of Greenville, South Carolina. He is a, he travels the world as a beer judge. He's who, who we want to be when we grow up, <laughs> essentially. And, and Brian, Greenville's kind of a, a, uh, homebrew Mecca really, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, well, I, there's a lot of homebrewing in Greenville. Is there? Yeah. yeah. Look at the beer outsider coming in here. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I kind of got caught off guard on that one. I, I, was like, I, got, I got a cousin in Greenville and he I got skinned down there. I got skinned got down in them parts <laughs> and I stopped in there once and I seen there was a brewer collective or some such thing. Are you sure that right. wasn't a still from moonshine, Matt? Uh, you know the difference. I'll tell you what. Give me some moonshine. Let's do a moonshine podcast. No, we're we, in the we're in the we did we that. In you brought it. Do you not remember? I no, I don't remember. You brought us the mango moonshine. That oh we tried. God, that, that stuff was garbage. <laughs> you want the real stuff from the hills of North Carolina? I, I want, want the stuff that comes in the plastic booze balls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. All right, cool. let's hear uh, let's hear uh, this interview and uh, a little bit more about our barrel aged stouts. 
we have Doug Piper. He is uh, he has a lot. He's the founder and host of Gourmet Brewing. He's a beer reviewer for Beer Connoisseur. Is that correct? I, I do a little bit of that. Do awesome. mostly judging around the world. And that's right. I see that you're certified Cicerone and you are a BJCP beer, mead, and cider judge. So for the listeners, what does BJCP mean? And uh, you know, what does it mean when you judge around the world? I think that everybody's probably a little jealous of you. <laughs> well, uh, don't be. It takes it takes some work, and it's uh, it's a lot more fun actually to sit around and have a have a beer with you. But uh, it uh, it's interesting. BJCP stands for the Beer Judge Certification Program. It is uh, a group of, that started out of the American Homebrewers Association years ago to develop standards for judging beer, primarily homebrew but it's extended to commercial beers quite a lot too, or it's used as a basis for commercials beer judging. Got it. Now, how does one become a beer judge? It's actually relatively easy. Uh, you do have to drink a lot of beer. That's that's the downside. Well, <laughs> now I want to say that though, because we do have Matt on our show here and he drinks a lot of beer, but unfortunately all he drinks is uh bush ice so i i don't i don't think that would necessarily qualify matt now would it <laughs> well it depends on how he uh perceives uh ice what the may you've got to you've got to learn to unpack a beer okay and for me at least the only way i could learn to unpack a beer was to taste a lot of different beers simultaneously little sips and that's what they teach you in the beer judge certification program because you've got to unpack that beer in order to share with another brewer the good points and the things he needs to work on in his beer you have to be able to describe how you perceive that beer so that means you've got to be able to look at it describe the color the head you've got to be able to uh, describe the aromas in very specific terms and in, in ways that, that uh, someone reading it could understand. And then you've got to be able to write down the flavors and mouthfeel as you perceive it. Um, in particular, on this show um, that this clip is dropping into, we are reviewing State of Brewing's Barrel Age Stout. Tell me a little bit about the history of Barrel Age Stouts and beers. You know, beers up until recent time have always been shipped and transported in wooden barrels. But originally they were pitched with lime, excuse me, lime. They were pitched with pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and the the pitch will actually isolate them from the wood. Uh, so it was really only up until the 75 years ago that people started experimenting. And then really it was in the, I guess about the 80s that they got to some serious experimentation of taking bourbon barrels and putting stout in the bourbon barrels. Right, because what and, you're talking about originally was more of convenience. That's the vessels they had on hand, correct? Correct. Right. It's out of necessity back then. And now in the 80s, you know, we're starting to experiment with the flavor profile. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, the flavor profile and also the mouthfeel, because the wood can impart certain amount of tannins, and those tannins can give you, just like with wine, a mouthfeel that can offset sweetness and things like that. Right, because with wine, tannins don't just come from the skins. You get it from the barrel as well. It works the same in beers, and it's really an essential part of barrel-aged beards because 
a lot of times those stouts will go in a little sweeter than they should, and that tannins will offset a bit of that sweetness and make it much more balanced. And that's one of the key things in barrel aging. You want balance. And that's where I wanted to go next, is describe the flavors then. If we have a well-balanced stout, and when we're tasting it, what, what, what are the, all the flavors we should be going uh, noticing? Well, first of all, it should taste like a beer. I particularly like a, a balanced beer, but some of the, uh, there was a wild turkey aged one. I don't remember who the brewer was, but whenever I try it, I taste the whiskey. I taste the bourbon. I don't taste the stout at all. And what's your reaction to that? I particularly don't like it. Um, there you go. Yep. It's out of balance. Right. You didn't expect that. You bought a barrel aged beer. You didn't buy whiskey. Correct. And that's the importance of that. And of course, and just the opposite is true. You said you got some that were very weak. And how did you describe those? They tasted like a stout. They tasted like, you know, whatever stout that was, an imperial stout. Um, and maybe a little over bitterness um, on, on some of them. But no wood. No wood. Then, then they missed a mark too. They went the other way. And generally that happens either because they didn't leave it in the barrel long enough or they've actually used the barrel too many times. Barrels impart more and more flavor, or less and less flavors, excuse me. It's more and more as they're new. It's less and less as they get used over and over again. Do some, and I don't really want to use the word cheat, but it's the word that's coming to mind. Do some cheat and maybe use staves instead? You know, they, they, yeah, they have their stainless steel vessel and they put their bourbon soaked uh, wood paneling or, you know, wood stakes in there. Um, and some will do that. Oh, totally. Yeah. And there's no rules against it. It doesn't, there's no description of the kind of barrel. Again, you want to get the flavors that you're advertising. If you're saying it's barrel aged and it doesn't taste barrel aged or it's it's wood aged and it doesn't taste wood aged, they've missed the mark. I I totally agree. Um, Doug, I, I have uh, you know one more question for you. Um, you know, not necessarily pertaining to the beer, but I think this would be fun. Um, you know, given that we spoke about Matt and his love for Bush uh, Ice, I, I I would like you to uh, describe your uh, relationship with Bush Ice, your thoughts on Bush Ice. Oh well, I I actually drank a lot of it in college. Oh, <laughs> uh, it it it's more of an alcohol delivery vehicle. Yes, <laughs> that is that is exactly right. Doug, I appreciate you joining us, um, but I want the listeners to know where they could find you. Um, you know, you have a podcast, uh, you have your website, you have your business. So, you know, give us all the details on where folks could listen to you, get in touch with you, learn from you. Uh, gourmetbrewing.com is probably the best way to find me. That way they can find all my previous uh, interviews that I did. Uh, I've interviewed some of the biggest in the industry. And just have a good time learning about uh, how things are done. So uh, there's one uh, where we were talking about the utopia. There's an episode on the utopia where the brewer walks through all the aspects of utopia. Um, just had one with uh, Charlie Bamsforth. Uh, and, and Charlie, uh, we got one coming up on foam. And before that was on loggers. Hmm. And Charlie's uh, really describes you know the importance characteristics that you need to do when you're brewing lagers so lots of fun if you if you like the details 
And I think we have uh, listeners that, as a listener, getting more and more into it. So I appreciate that. Um, it, it's it's a step further to learn more about beer. Well, Doug, I, I appreciate your time, and I know listeners are going to find this interview to be very insightful. So thank you. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. That was awesome. And <laughs> a vessel for bro. I mean, all the brilliant <laughs> stuff he said. My mind goes to a vessel for. Alcohol delivery. It's a delivery. A beer delivery vessel yes. or alcohol delivery vessel. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. 1,000 times yes. This man gets me. <laughs> I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> I, I will say, of all the people Brian has interviewed with their, you know, uh, brewing uh, prowess, we've, we've not heard one of them. Um, talk about bush bush ice or say that they've it was a this thing guy's no high brew yeah <laughs> it tells me that you know even though it is an alcohol delivery uh vessel it is it holds a special place in many hearts brother you just put on uh working man by rush and <laughs> and you'll get bush ice okay <laughs> I, I love the interview, uh, Brian. Thanks for uh, uh, procuring that one for us. Um, I, I thought it was really interesting, um, the work that goes into uh, barrel aging and everything. Yeah. I've always thought it's definitely like way over my head. Um, but I, I think what really impressed me the most is the price point of this barrel-aged stout from Aldi, from yep. State of Brewing. Um, it, and and barrel-aged, that's a high-class, expensive-type beer, you know, and to keep the price low with something like that, how, how does that happen when you're talking about barrel aging a beer? Yeah, well, you know, we've, we've talked, we interviewed uh, Octobuy. I mean, he talks about that. You know, yeah. You, you really, you're stripping out marketing, you're stripping out a lot of those other aspects. Um, and he says and they put the work into their beer. They're not they like, do. they're not cheating or anything. Like, they are actually they're putting well the work respected. into the beer. Um, like, they're a co packer, but they put the work into the beers. High quality ingredients, state of the art equipment. Yeah. 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 Based, and it's like whatever their client wants, they, they try to deliver it yeah. the best they can. And Rick is almost done with it. SMI, y'all talk so goddamn much. (laughs) All right, I think uh, it's time for last call on this. Here we go. Shut your pie hole and start drinking, son. Closing time. Let's weigh in on this cheap swill and rate it for the world. Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your cheap ass beer. Uh, sorry, I can't help but sing along with these. I was trying not to punish our listeners too much, and I cued your mic up a little later. Yeah, thanks for waiting until I was. Uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is. I'm like the Jim Brewer of beer podcasters because I always sound wasted. I am not wasted. You're always wasted, though. And I'm not always no, he's, wasted. He's not, he's not always not wasted. Yet. No, I still have to drive home. You've, se- you've seen him. That's true. Yeah, I have seen uh, him. In true form. I had to pick him up. Uh, Matt. Uh-huh. Since, really? you, since you're talking it up, Matt, what's your uh, what's your yeah. uh, last call on this? Your final impression? Well, I mean, it, it, it's good. I'm I'm not a, a huge stout fan. You know, I'm a lager boy. You are. I'm a lager. 
<laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, it, it's good. I could, you know, what made me think of was that uh, around the holidays, you know, Erica. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. You remember her bourbon cake? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This with that fire. Yes. Fire. That would be good. Absolutely. I That'd can't. Be, I can't. This would wait. actually be really good with something chocolate. You know, because uh-huh. uh, this has like some uh-huh. chocolatey coffee notes to it. Oh, so good. I mean, it's really tasty. I. I I don't know if I can rate it much above a three. Uh, is it time now? Yeah. Oh, I'm supposed to rate it? Yeah, go right ahead. It's what we do every <sighs> time of that first, last call. Man. Like, Shut your pothole. <laughs> four seasons now, Matt. Four seasons. Four seasons. Let the man rate it. So, you know, I don't know, man. Spit it out, Matt. Three and a quarter. No, that's too high. Three, three. I'll give it a three because it's a stout. What is wrong with you? It's not in his wheelhouse. This is a travesty. I'm sorry, guys. This is a freaking travesty. Matt, you've been canceled. Cancel culture. Matt's canceled. We're not touching beards anymore. Turn his mic off. We don't cancel. We don't cancel our cast members. And you know, this is a safe space, Brian. The whole the whole idea of why we have these different minds on this podcast is to have those different opinions. I'm the freaking outsider. That's right. Hey, why don't you just head for the mountains of Bush? Oh, oh, oh! That was pretty good. I like that. I like that. I like that. I'm trying to stand up for you here, but I'm I'm bearded out. Thank you, Blaine. Okay. <laughs> Rick, give us your last call on this thing. Um, okay, so I've been drinking... 3.5. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got the look of hate. I'm so sorry. Oh, that, that, was your, that was your first slight at Rick. He didn't like it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. We'll Don't hug hurt. it out later. We'll hug it out you later. You guys aren't love anymore. I'm in the yeah. corner. Yeah. I'm baby. Nobody... <laughs> we put baby Nobody in the corner. Nobody puts Matt in the corner. <laughs> we do, so I can stay up. Now, I <laughs> come on, get your get your running start. Get your running start. I'm ready to lift you up over my head. Uh, what? Uh, we should put that on Instagram and see what that would, what would happen. Uh, we, we, do we, have we might we might start. We, let's recreate. We might that start the dirty dancing challenge. Oh, <laughs> yes, that, that sounds wonderful. Rick, what's your rating on this? Okay, so. I've been drinking. You've lost control. Bourbon County Always. for years, um, and this is, I would have to say, a slightly lower ABV clone of that. Um, it's kind of right where they're at, and and just a little bit of history. Bourbon County is literally the first bourbon barrel aged stout ever. Mm. They 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 were the ones who did the first bourbon barrel aged stout, um, and this is right there with it. For the price, I mean, I got to give it a four. All right. Yeah, hey, I got to give it a four. A four. A four. I, I respect that. I think uh, the flavors are there. I'm getting the vanilla. I'm getting the wood. I'm getting the the bourbon or the whiskey. That it's got a little bit of heat on it. I, I'm there with you a little bit. I'm gonna let Brian. Uh, yeah. Have his last call. I'm gonna come in there even higher. I'm gonna go four and a half. That's it's exactly what Doug was describing. It's well balanced. Like there are some bur- uh, higher price, like Anderson Valley, for example. When I drink theirs, I feel like I'm drinking whiskey mm-hmm. and not and not a stout. It's got a lot of heat on it. Yeah, um, and even what's the one? Um, it's made by the. It's also the distillery in um, Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, uh, with a horse on the front. Yeah. Uh, I think theirs is just the, the name of the. It's like barrel aged. But it's it's over. It to me, it's always over whiskeyed, and those are you know two well known ones and. But I think this ranks up there with all the high-end better ones, and this is a, a low price. 
I would buy this over any of the other ones I've tried. Uh, I'd buy this over Dragon's Milk, I think. I mean, for the price? I would love yeah. to I would love to do a blind taste with this up against Bourbon County. I really would because they are the 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 notes, the flavors on this are very very similar to yeah. to a fresh Bourbon County. Well, Another well done state of uh, brewing beer. Yeah. My my rating won't be as high as y'all's, but it's not because the It's stout, not as low as mine. It's not as low as yours. Remember, not, uh, I don't drink stouts, but it's yeah. a two. <laughs> <laughs> but I I there is so much going on with this for being at the price point that it's at. It's really impressive. I'm not a high ABV guy, and I don't drink stouts too often. I'll do some porters, but stouts—they're uh, just—they're very heavy for me. Uh, not being a, a guy who can hold his liquor all that well, so uh, I still you hold me just hey, fine, baby. Don't talk down on yourself like that on this podcast. I, I'm just—I can't come to y'all's level. But th- there's so much flavor in this. I'm really—I I can taste all the flavor. And I respect that. It's it tastes good, and it tastes better the more of it I drink. So I'm gonna be at a three point seven five on this. Really? Wait till you uh, get to that last last sip. Is that was that that face <laughs> you made? That or was the face I made. Was that last <laughs> freaking taste of that? Well, you better get ready because um, next week. Oh yeah. Are you ready for next week? I don't know what we're it, doing. It, 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 I don't. This may be in Malt your wheelhouse. Um, we're gonna be trying Bojangles. Is that what we're doing? No. Oh. oh, scratch that. For, edit. Forget that. Medea, yeah, Medea Start light. from the beginning. So next week, we're going to try something a little lighter. Uh-huh. We're going to do some. How do I say it? I think it's Medea. Medea, Medea. from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. And uh, is, this is going to be more in the logger world. Is this what this yeah. is? Well, thank God. Yeah. So so. There will be some relief for you and I, our, our lighter beer drinkers in the room. I, <laughs> I usually drink lagers, but this stout's okay. Rick. <laughs> this stout. Uh, Rick's over here taking swipes at people. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I drink stout all Sweet. year round, man. He's swinging it, hard. It's good. It's good. Charlotte, is so, Charlotte is so so weak with the, you know, we w- let's not make stout when the weather gets warm. Well, our, our, our flagship brewery is a German brewery, which is not known for <sighs> particularly yeah. But I drink. I drink stout all That's year me round. yawning through the stout <laughs> conversation. Oh, my God. Oh, oh man. Sing us out, Blake. Sing us out. A bunch all of right. beer nerds over here. With, with, with that, we'll see you next week. Join us, and uh, make sure you check us out at goodswillpodcast at gmail.com, goodswillpodcast.com, and uh, you'll hear our Instagram handles here in a second. You can always shoot us a message on social media or at our email we want to hear from you, and we also want to uh, hear any beers that you want. Send uh, us, us beer. To try. Yeah, Rick, uh, you send us beer. Yeah, if you got, do a you regional, have a cheap swill regional? Hit who, me up. Send it. I'll send, I'll it send you way. a box. Who has Heidelberg? Send it. North Idaho. I'm talking to you, Heidelberg Lager. Yeah, send it our way. We'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging in there with us for another round of alcohol-fueled antics. Good Swill Hunting is produced and recorded by Robert Blaine VoiceOver Studios out of Charlotte, North Carolina. As always, we encourage all of our listeners to drink responsibly. I'd like to thank our cast of characters who also help produce our content. And check them out on Instagram. Ryan Richards at BeRichWrites. Rick Speed at Rick Speed. And if you want to follow Matt who has yet to post a thing on Instagram, find him at Matthew.Friend.961. If you discovered a new swill, or we at least made you laugh, Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And feel free to drop us a line on Instagram at Good Swill Podcast. 
Thanks for listening, and we look forward to raising another one with you.